All right, welcome back to Conti Forum here on the campus of Boston College where the score at the end of two periods is Boston College 4, Merrimack 2. Mike Macknick and John Leahy with you. This second intermission is brought to you by the Merrimack Graduate School where at Merrimack you can earn your master's degree in just one year. Merrimack offers graduate programs in business, science and engineering, and education and social policy. Log on to merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Again, our score, BC four, Merrimack two at the end of two. Merrimack's clawed their way back into this one and uh, Josh Cummins joining us from ESPN College Hockey and uh, really I thought you know that first period uh, Josh looked like going to be all Boston College tonight and it certainly was there with the four to nothing lead but you know mentioning that uh, Merrimack clawed their way back they didn't give up at that point and uh, probably pretty impressive that uh, they're in a 4-2 game here now after two. Yeah pretty hot start to the first period but it seemed like the, the game died down a little bit there in the second period. I don't know if the team's using too much energy in the first period, anything like that. But um, but yeah, Merrimack, very good to get back in that game. Two nice goals by defensemen tonight, and uh, they have themselves in a game right now. Yeah, territorially that first period, pretty close. You look at the shot chart, shots are pretty even there, which I think you know it, it, you know opens your eyes a bit, given the fact that it was a 4 nothing game at one point. And I, I, really, I thought the difference there, BC, skill, talent, speed, had an awful lot to do with that, was a reason for all four of those goals. And once Merrimack somehow was able to figure that out after that point, being able to disrupt BC on the breakout, been able to slow them down a bit, uh, and been able to get the game more the pace that they want to play, we've seen things kind of turn in their direction. I guess the question is going to be here now, are they able to are they able to complete the comeback here? Next goal in this game is going to be a big one. Right. Uh, that's the way that BC gets beat, is if the, if the team's able to slow them down because because all of the talent that they have, I think you, you saw it in the first period on the being punt Monday night, even though they didn't score, uh, some a very high shot differential and, and a lot of speed and talent, but they just weren't able to get on the board in this game. They had shots fast and goals fast, and, and now in that second period, they slowed down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, some of the goals, thinking back in the first period, obviously, Cangelosi's able to get some... Uh, I wasn't even sure he had enough separation there for the penalty shot. I was wondering what you guys down that into the press box thought. Either way, I don't, don't really mind there being a penalty shot there. I'd like to see more penalty shots in hockey and in college hockey in particular. I don't mind them giving the shot, but I did think that, you know, going by what we typically understand to be the, what you need to have to have a penalty shot, I'm not sure all the criteria were there. Yeah, it looked like from, from our angle, at least, we were, we were off further down the ice, so it looked from our end that, that it was. That's actually his second penalty shot this year. He scored the exact same move against BU, and I guess no one's stopping it after that many times. He switches switches hands with the puck. Yeah, and uh, looking at the other plays that happened, BC scored four goals four different ways in that first period. Even strength, power play, shorthand, penalty shot, and uh, and the shorthanded goal also, I think one of the more impressive ones with Colin White, showed his speed there, was able to just outrace a man and able to get a stick on a puck to knock it in. Yeah, he's having a, a phenomenal season, and I know um, Chris Aliano, the SID, said they might as well pull uh, Thatcher to see if they can get an empty net goal and, and have it all five, but yeah, um, they're very impressive, like we said, with speed, and Colin White is a guy who's burst onto the scene this year, and he's been a very impressive player for BC. The, the rookie of the year in the league, you think? Yeah, right now, he's a very high candidate up there. I, I'd put him up there for sure. Um, and then looking what happened after that, I mean, Merrimack had some chances before that, where they had the, the boss shot that went off the post on the power play. Uh, there was a, a chance on a wraparound, I think, earlier in the game on a power play as well, and, you know, 
slight chances here and there that they're not able to score on, and then BC gets a quick strike and scores. That was the difference at that point. But um, in terms of slowing the game down, and perhaps, and you know, they're able to establish a lot of possession time in the zone, especially in that second period, and getting some shots that they 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 wanted. You know, not all going to result in goals, but they're trying to get pucks to the net, and the defensemen were able to do that, and it did result in two goals, one in the second, and one back late in the first. Right. Yeah, that seems like a pretty good defensive game that they're they're able. To the defensemen are able to jump into the play and get a couple pucks to the net. They did a very good job, like you said, in the second period and able to get a couple goals out of it. Well, let's take a look at the standings, especially with uh, Merrimack's games coming up that are going to di- really dictate where they end up and uh, where they go in the in the first round of the playoffs, too. They've got two at Maine coming up. They've got two against Vermont at home the weekend after that. These teams really, from from 6 through 12 in the standings, there's not a lot to choose among them. I think Northeastern's probably still going to end up as, as the best out of those teams with the way that they're playing, but really, there's not an awful lot of, a, of difference there. Um, you know, any thoughts, the game's coming up, Maine and Vermont, what, what we can expect to see? Yeah, Maine and Vermont are two teams that are there, and they're sort of fighting in that mix right now, but I think they're probably towards the lower half of that of that group. Northeastern is probably the team out of out of that bottom six group that looks like the most poised to, to make a run in the second half with the schedule that they have and the way they've been playing. So Merrimack does go to Maine next week for a couple of games and uh, where the location of that series probably has a lot to do with what ends up uh, happening up there. But, you know, we've seen teams, we've seen Providence go up there, even though Maine played well, Providence still able to go up there and win a couple of games. UConn went up there, uh, got a win and a tie. So teams have been able to get points at the same time. You know, Maine's been this team that I think at the beginning of the season, they, they looked like they were destined to finish buried there at the bottom of the league. The way things started, they were averaging, I think, about a goal a game or so and they've picked it up since then and and they've played better and better as the season has gone along uh, I mean it strikes me as a couple of games up there that are going to be boy, pretty tight and could be decided by a goal either way yeah, absolutely. They've had pretty good goaltending even in that beginning of the season uh, where they were struggling. Even even here at, at BC, the goaltending was pretty strong. Um, Rob McGovern was the that was way back in November, but he was the guy who um, who started in that game and played played pretty well and gave them a chance, even though they lost two games here. All right, so third period coming up here, Josh. Uh, Merrimack in BC. Uh, BC with a two-goal lead and you know trying to put this one away. Merrimack down by two and still with some life here in the third. What do you look for in the third? Yeah, I think like we were talking about with Merrimack, just sort of slow the game down. Obviously, much um, much harder <laughs> than us talking about it. But yeah, they played showed signs in the second period that they were uh, working to slow the game down. But but BC is going to push in the third absolutely. Uh, so it should be pretty interesting to see what happens. See uh, how we finish out. Yes. Especially to set the tone for tomorrow night, too, I think, where they go back to, uh, to Lawler Rink and play up at Merrimack. Josh, thanks for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, take care. Folks can read your work at SBN College Hockey. So, SBN, uh, actually, uh, uh, give us the full URL so we make sure that uh, people know where to go. SBNCollegeHockey.com. All right. So easy enough, then. I wanted to make sure that I had it right, so I figured I'd let folks hear it straight from the horse's mouth. So, uh, thanks a lot, Josh. We appreciate, uh, appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. All right. Josh Cummins, our guest here. SBN College Hockey. And we'll be back with more right after this. The score at the end of 2, BC 4, Merrimack 2. This is Warrior Hockey.